you can tell. That was funky. Because I was singing that same old song. Right, Georgie? You can tell it. Hey, welcome to another rendition of What's Going On, The Experience here with me, Nate Brown Jr. and the crew. I got my man, Eric, in the building. What up, Rick Tony? I- I'm tired, man. Chasing all these old ladies uh, around. Here you go again. I'm just, I'm just speaking in, you know, out loud. Okay, and then we got my man <laughs> in the virtual space from the Challenger Community News. One and only the Red Man. What up, Red Man? Hey, good morning, everybody. Beautiful Sunday morning. Let's get it in. Well, that's what we're going to do today. And I just want to give a shout out to all my October birthdays. Happy birthday, mom. If you, there you go. We'll start with Eric's mom. Oh. Her birthday is today. My that's grand, today. My, <laughs> my grandmother, my granddaughter's uh, birthday was last week. And earlier in the month, my brother's birthday was October 6th. So I just want to say just, you know, shout out to my October folks. I love your munchy happy birthday. I can't believe it's 11 years, George, mm-hmm. that my granddaughter was born. Ele- Bro, See how fast it comes? Yeah, it goes fast, doesn't it? And you got some little ones that going to be 11 real soon, too, in about a few years, Georgie. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So, the years are moving quick. Nobody, time's not stopping for anybody. For nobody, nobody. And I also want to give... A shout out to the Alzheimer's Association of Rochester and Monroe County, Finger Lakes, George. Last Saturday, they had over 1,000 people marching for Alzheimer's and dementia, George. Really? Over 1,000, you said? Wow. Over 1,000 people brave the October Saturday. And boy, it was nippy last Saturday, Eric. Yeah. Oh, I ain't gonna have that problem past this week. Well, you didn't even come. You just like <laughs> left me by myself. I Eric, George, he didn't even show up to the Alzheimer's walk. He said, Nate, you walk by yourself. I was like, geez, Louise. I was already excited to be out. But listen, if folks want to still um, get it in and they're still raising money at the end of the year, go to Alzheimer's, go to ALZ.org slash walk and still donate to those folks for that. So I'm just excited about that. Plus, I'm happy to be here. And um, George, you've been on the road a lot, my brother, and your Buffalo Bills that you've been covering us the last i don't know how many years i appreciate you so much with challenge community absolutely News. we really do because you legitimize us in terms of this being in the space with the bills and i want right. to say this george they are coming up playing kc today how does that look my brother oh it looks like a very interesting game another uh big con- well it's another big another game on the schedule is what some of the players are saying but it really isn't because you know a lot of guys are coming back off the injury list uh, almost everybody's going to be back today, except for Jordan Phillips uh, will probably be out with the hamstring injury that he occurred when he was celebrating it back in the Tennessee game. But he came back last week and re-injured it during the Steeler game. I thought he should. I thought he should have sat out until I thought I, I would have sat him out until after the bye week because you got a you got a lot of games coming up. As long as you can get that Oliver out there, that helps you with the uh, with stopping the run. Justin Zimmer came back from the torn ACL from last year. He's getting work back into the lineup. So they're getting mm. healthy at the right time. Uh, it's going to be a big game later today, uh, 425 Eastern, 325 Central Time, Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be a, a great contest. So it could be a great contest. Hopefully it won't be another 13-second game. Well, but, but, well, how about this? Hopefully it's not Thursday night football. <laughs> George, I'm just, I'm just George. I don't know. I mean, I know Jeff Bezos have money in Amazon. Yeah. Did the NFL just pimp him on Thursday night? Uh, they did. Of course, that's what they did. They ripped him <laughs> they off did. big time. Look, line and sinker. He think he's doing something. Yeah, I'm, ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to get rid of my, 
You know what? I'm going to get rid of my Amazon Prime because I forgot I even had it. I, I, I'm so Netflix or Showtime or something. I forgot. I, even, I said, oh, shoot, I do. Man, I'm still paying for this thing. Oh, man, I'm ready to. As soon as I get off the road, I'm going to cancel that. <laughs> but the most incredible thing was the other night, Thursday night football was on, and Eric calls me, Nate, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. Why do they have Thursday night football? And it's so funny because I love Al Michaels, and he is trying his best. <laughs> to, to be enthusiastic. <laughs> he is trying his darndest, George, to, like, throw some enthusiasm in that game. But, boy, right. did they. They the last three, the two, whatever, they just stunk up the gentleman. Like, why are you playing on Thursday? It is right. just a stinky day. Well, the team can't really play on Sunday, those teams they've had on. So I don't know why they get them all together. Play. But that was a quick money grab for the NFL. I'm sure Goodell laughing in the, and laughing behind that man's back. Because, I mean, why do you put garbage games on like that uh, two weekends in a row? And don't he, had, he started out, they hooked them in with the Kansas City uh, Charger game the first week. Uh, the second week of the season when they did the Amazon thing only. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's been downhill ever since. Uh, it's, it's been, but, but, but speaking of downhill, we got some interviews um, that we want to talk about, Georgia. You got with the Bills. What do we got up first? Oh, we're going to go with uh, we're going to go with the first interview which, from this past uh, week. We're going to go with uh, Teron Johnson talking about getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs and covering uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and, and the whole nine yards because he's the heart and soul of the defense. We, we can't afford to lose Teron Johnson. He's mm. the guy that plays the hybrid linebacker, outside linebacker position. He covers the other team's tight ends, and he does he does a lot of the dirt. He does the dirty work that uh, you may not see on TV when you, if you're watching the game. But if you're there live, you can see the movement and how he sets up, and, it, and it's kind of geared toward him on that defensive front, defensive okay, backfield. Computer Frank, what you got for me? Yeah, Ken Dorsey. Ken yep. games oh, we're going to go with Ken Dorsey first. Yeah. Ken Dorsey, come by. Khalil Secure. Yeah, let's do Dorsey first. My bad. Good afternoon, uh, uh, Coach Dorsey. Uh, George Reddy, uh, Challenging Community News. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, George? Great. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to follow up with you. Uh, with Khalil Secure, uh, with those plays, did he get a chance to practice with the uh, offense? Because it looked like those were some nice, safe throws to him, especially the bubble screen one. Uh, when you have guys that's not the obviously he's the like third man in line on there. Was there some plays that he get opportunity to practice during any given week? Well, I mean, just the flow of practice. I mean, there's there's certain plays where guys are in on, uh, and then there's certain plays where they're not. So you know, you have certain packages where you know somebody's going to be in on them, and then you just have uh, general packages where you kind of uh, are able to roll guys through. So. At times, you know, there, there are plays where he's going to be in on and get him in practice, but there's times where, you know, they just have to do a great job preparing and being ready to step in and know what to do when, when their number's called. Okay, so it's almost like you call a play for him in the game and say, oh, man, I hope he <laughs> is ready to, uh, to function during the game. So Well, and, and that's that's the thing. I mean, he, I think he's he's done a great job of preparing himself where – you know, I, I feel very confident calling anything we need to call, and, and he's able to operate it, you know, and, and knows exactly what to do and is in the right spots. So, um, you know, he's really, really earned that trust through, you know, the, what he's done in, in throughout his time here from, from his work ethic to showing up on, on game day whenever his number's called. Beautiful. Thank you very much, and good luck this coming week. Thank you. And there's going to be games where he's – 
Yes, good afternoon, uh, uh, Coach Dorothy, uh, George Ray, the uh, Challenging Committee. All right, Georgie. Yeah, Ken Dorsey talked about Khalil Secure, uh, the Bills slot receiver. He's the heir apparent to Isaiah McKenzie and Jamison Crowder. But with Jamison Crowder breaking his ankle in the in the Ravens game during that second half punt turn, and when the guy fell on his ankle and it just snapped and they had to put the air mm. cast on right then and there, you know he's probably most likely done for the season. So for Khalil Secure, the future is now. Is then all of a sudden he moved up and he's the young man from Boise State. One thing I notice about him, he 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 holds on to that football. He makes sure he catches it, and he always covers up and makes sure he gets additional yardage and goes down once he gets those additional yardage and they get to him. So he he seems to be a very smart, uh, instinctive ball player. Keep an All eye right. on number ten, number ten tomorrow, and also the rest of the season. Watch out for him. Okay, so so we're gonna keep an eye on him going across the middle and doing those great things. As a matter of fact, um, speaking of another interview, you you had Teron Johnson. You set that up for us. Frankie, do we have the Teron Johnson? What? Today, you always be put on the big receivers. Uh, how was it today uh, with your defensive play? How would you rate the team's defense? Uh, nine, 8.5, around there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just the fact that they ain't scored no touchdowns, I feel like that's a huge deal. And especially with the offense we got, it's, it's very special. How's it feel now getting head back to Kansas City again? Feels like the next game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's just another game, you know what I'm saying? We're going to prepare and do the best that we can and see what happens. Was there any pressure, you know, with the safety tandem, mm-hmm. knowing that this could be the future, you know? How did mm-hmm. that feel going out there with you guys doing anything like that? I mean, just great guys. We got uh, – they, they haven't been starting, but as you can see, they're definitely capable of being starters in this league. So just having that as our – that's our second unit, you know what I'm saying? That's really a, another first unit. It's 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 everything to us. How's the key? With you playing, so you don't have to worry about with the safety calls and everything with them making the calls back there. You just handling your business with your role, with your, your so I, I do listen to them. They they they're making calls to me in the corner. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, obviously, you have confidence in them. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, not only have, I haven't had many game reps, but I have a lot of practice reps with them. So, yeah. I feel so, comfortable. How's it next week with Kelsey and those guys coming up? Are you, I mean, we just gonna we gonna get the game plan from the coaches and we just gonna go out there and execute. I mean, we're going to get the game plan from the coaches first because, you know, they got to set it up and then we're just going to go out there and, and execute. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Right, man, yo, that dude seems mad confident, man. I mean, like, I get it that they're playing Kansas City the next man up, but it sounds like a little grudge in his voice. What do you think, Georgie? I'm, I'm, he's like, he's ready for this. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. He's a bright, very uh, nice young man, plays very hard, plays very physical, and uh, he's been uh, dealing with injury bugs, but now he's, you can tell, whatever weight program or, or uh, diet and nutrition they have him on, he's staying healthier. He's not uh, getting those injuries like he, uh, getting, everybody gets nicked out there, but uh, Teron Johnson is playing very well, and as I noticed, as you notice now, famous Von Miller always jumps in. He, he bombs in on the, uh, you know, not uh, he's not only on photos, but he uh, definitely on interviews. He's always, what are y'all guys talking about Kansas City for? Dude, we just got done. I said, wait a minute, man, hold up. We just, that game was over at halftime. We talking about the next man in Kansas City, man. Yeah, so Von Miller's like, no, we got to wait to Wednesday to talk about KC. So 
Uh, that was okay. Von Miller doing what he did. What the, well, one of the things that he does is uh, jump in uh, interviews. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to take, take a quick break on that, George. And when we come back, we're going to do some more NFL. Because I got to talk about my my, um, my New York Jets. Uh, who I've been getting. I, I've been getting uh, finally, at. congratulations. I've been getting teased <laughs> for the last 30 years. Okay. Yeah. And I got to talk about the Giants. So, I mean. Who the thunk it? Two New York teams are actually like seven and two or three. I can't. I can't believe it. I cannot believe uh, two York, New York City teams, actually winning. But then again, they might do the way the Mets did me too and let me down, win a hundred games, and poof, you're gone. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. You listen. What's going on? The experience with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew, Rick Tony, Radman, twelve eighty Fox Sports AM. They're going on place. Hey, welcome back here. For our second segment of what's going on the experience in today's show is just being sponsored by the main radio. That's T-H-E-M-A-N-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. That's where you can hear some of us doing some uncut stuff, right, Rick Tony? That, that's my arena there. Yeah. You, know, you want to see the role, Rick Tony, you go to the main radio. <laughs> Mainradio.com. That's M-A-N-E-R-A-D-I-O. Dot com and um speaking of dot com, I'm excited, George. Like I said, for the for the New York Jets, I really am. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they're playing halfway decent football and they got a pretty decent defense. You did say they made some good draft choices, George. I remember during draft, you're like Nate. They got a few people that can help them immediately. Yeah, you gotta let them build. You gotta let them go. Uh, Robert Saylor is starting to find himself as. Right. As a uh, head coach, it took it takes a while. He's a rookie head coach. He's learning how to how to how to coach. Uh, he had it there last year. You got it takes at least a couple years to see if he really got it or not. And you can see he's a defensive guy. He's starting to get the defense together, and they finding some offensive linemen to replace McKay McKee uh, Becton, who went down with another season-ending injury two years in a row, a number one draft pick from last year. They got some other guys that they found in the draft, and that's uh, Joe Douglas. Joe, Joe Douglas is, seems to be doing a very good job finding some other linemen. Uh, they got an excellent, outstanding wide receiver. Uh, the quarterback, Zach Wilson, starting to come along. He had, he had another injury during preseason. Now he's uh, back in there, and he, he's starting to look good. He's starting to look good. So, Watch out for the Jets. They're building, but you got a good defensive-minded coach. Watch out for the Jets. I think they'll be tough. The Dolphins, I think McDaniels is good with his offense, that West Coast offense, but he doesn't seem to know when to move. He's another. He's a young coach in his first season as a head coach ever. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't know the nuances of the game. I'm seeing that with some of the how maneuvering they're, they're doing. And for them to – and now it really backfired on them. For them to put Tua back out there, if they would have just let Tua yeah, sit out man. the rest of the Bills yeah. game – they yeah. wouldn't have. They wouldn't have to come out and change the rules for the concussion rules. You gonna because Teddy Bridgewater when we got got hurt last week, I thought Teddy Bridgewater when I saw the film later on, he should have been able to come back into that game. And so it kind of ironically backfired because they didn't abide by the concussion protocol rule. The man wobbling, staggering around on the field, keep him out the rest of the second half against the Bills and let Teddy Bridgewater do but, what Teddy Bridgewater was gonna do. That, but, that, Eric, that now it's backfiring on him. But Eric, I want to ask you a quick yes. question. What's up with the Tom Brady rule? The Tom Brady rule. Oh, oh where you can't, you can't, when you can't breathe on the quarterback. You, but, but the part I got is really interesting. I mean, like, okay, George, I don't know if you know this. They gave Tom Brady $11,000 fine for like kicking the dude, yeah. for kicking the guy. That after oh, they did? No, I didn't hear that. He got fined 11 grand. He got fined oh. 11 grand. Yeah, because, because even though that was a regular tackle to me, 
he got up like kicking and screaming, kind of like yeah. he kicked well, off it's the Tom, defensive He's the guy. most protected thing in NFL history. Yeah, but, but then again, with, Tom Brady. Don't, yeah, don't that, that call. That, and, and gentlemen, that call should have been a, 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 a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against Tom Brady, and it should have That's been right. a 15 yard penalty on the Tampa Bay Bucks because everybody yeah. saw him kick the guy. Yo, he tried to kick him in the groin area. So it's like, it's like, referee, you, you don't see Tom Brady kicking at the man? But you know, I mean, and, then, and then you fast forward to the Kansas City game, they slam Patrick Mahomes down. He don't even get a call. Right. No, that, that wasn't even worse. The Bills game, uh, the, the kid Kenny Pickett was running with the ball and he slid. He went into a slide and he was sliding down. And the Buffalo guy came and just dispaired him in his back. And, his they, back. and they said that he was. And the referee had the nerve to say that he wasn't down. I'm like, man, that was a spear, man. Just call, man. Come on, man. Kenny Pickett a rookie, but you need to protect the rookies the same way you protect Tom Brady. Because we know if that was Tom Brady, the guy might have got thrown out the game. But this is what I'm saying to you, and it is so unfair when you look at how they because a lot of these calls are judgmental calls, and you know, and the refs got a you know hard hard job to do, right, Eric? Well, too, it's like when you look at all the technology involved with them refereeing, they a lot of them are stagnant on accepting it. Oh, okay. You know, because like the way an instant replay works now versus it did in the past, it's basically if you know how to use it. It we works got, for you. We got to go to the tape, huh? Yeah, that's it. But they're not acclimated to that. They're so used to doing it off of eye and hindsight that this is what happens. Okay. Speaking, speaking they, of they got to they they amend that rule for this Sunday. I don't know. I didn't watch Thursday night, so I don't know what happened Thursday night. That, but Sunday, they got, you, when, when, you grab, when you grab the quarterback in the grass and, and sling him to the ground and, and or fall on top of him, it, that should not be a penalty. That no. should have been. A, and then and took the ball. And took the, that guy took the ball. That guy had taken the ball from him. Yeah, that guy took the ball from him. And the only reason they're not they're not going crazy now is because Kansas City won the game. It didn't cost them the game. Right. See, it didn't cost the Chiefs the game, but I believe it cost the game when the Bucks played them. But but speaking of costing the game, how good is Saquon Barkley right now, George? That's where I was thinking Come on, George. You know I got oh, Dayball. <laughs> George, how good of a job is Dayball doing out the gate? Is doing a very good job. And once again, I said, matter of fact, I wrote in my column, this week's column, Challenge the Community, was picked the challenge up at most businesses in the community, as well as uh, Kelvin's Magic Wings over on Chalai Avenue, as well as his new location on Hudson Avenue and all the businesses around uh, in the community, City Hall, County Office Building, Every place. Uh, high rises, Pinnacle High Rise over on South Clinton Avenue, all the different high rises. Pick up, pick up Challenger Community News or go to thechallengernews.com, thechallengernews.com. And in this week's article, I mentioned that uh, Brian Dable, it shows you that it's, it was more Josh Allen than it was uh, Brian Dable because Brian Dable was calling running plays. And he said it on the way out the door that he said, no way, my guys, you guys keep getting. And he said it to me because I asked him on the, on the exit interview day when the last time we had a chance to interview the coaches mm-hmm. the, day, a couple, the day after the loss to KC, the 13-second game. He says, uh, no, you guys got it wrong. He said, I called design plays for Singletary and Moss. But unfortunately, at the line, he says, uh, Josh Allen just changed it and ended up keeping it himself. He said, I'm calling the plays, but he's doing the read option, and he's keeping the ball. And, that, and I think they're talking to him now because he shouldn't have kept the ball in that Miami game. He should have handed it to Singletary, and they had a nice little lane, and he could have ran right into the end zone instead of him trying to keep the ball. I think they're really getting on him. I hope they're getting on him about because he, he didn't have to run much last week. But I hope in the tight games, they they allow, the Bills got a defense running backs. People talk about we need McCaffrey. We need the, the Bills don't need McCaffrey. McCaffrey no, be a, a good help. He'd be a yeah, good nah, uh, nah, add, nah, add nah, on. You but you, you can win. You can win with good, the guys you got. You got some very nah, George. good running backs, and they're young too, George. 
Okay, they don't have, they don't have a lot of mileage on them, is what I'm saying to you. And they can hit the hole very, very well because I watch the Bills. And you're right, Josh Allen tries to do too much. And he might get hit the wrong way because that might be the Bills' demise because he's got he's to do better. Now, George, I, got, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, with uh, what Dayball's gotten out of Saquon Barkley, this looks like exactly what he was drafted to be. Yeah, and, and notice that he runs a certain amount of plays. He gives them the ball. Then he gives them a blow, and then he yeah. brings in Matt Breida, former mm-hmm. Buffalo. Remember on this show, oh, I've been talking for the last two yeah. years that Matt Breida should be in the game getting the ball. And they had they had Matt Breida on the uh, inactive list way more times. He, uh, he only was active maybe twice in the whole in, out, of, out of 16, 17 games. It was a doggone shame. And Matt Breida is a quality running back. And look yep. how well he's running for the Jets. I mean, I mean for the Giants. For the Giants. Giants. Yep. Matt, Matt Breida is doing a very good job. John Feliciano on that offensive line. He's helping out on that line. Uh, you got a lot of Buffalo girls. You got Nick McLeod in the secondary. When you bring Buffalo, winning guys from a winning organization he, and a winning, he, he, a winning he format. Bills with him. Yeah. yeah, Nick McLeod in the secondary on defense. I see Buffalo guys all over the place on that uh on that roster. With, but with George, him. you did say this though before he got the job. You said that he is a very good coach, and if he could coach up Daniel Jones, think about that. Because <sighs> Dan, no, no, think about this for a second now. Daniel Jones listens is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, he's getting on. No, no, he's big like Josh Allen. He could probably run like Josh Allen, but Daniel no, no, he can't Jones, run like Josh Allen. I'm he, not he saying does, run, run like him. I'm he saying have the mentality to run. No, like I'm trying to tell you. So he understands where he fits in is what I'm saying to you. So oh, okay. he'll listen. I'm saying he'll listen to Coach Dable handing the ball off to the backs as opposed to calling the read option because I think I could do better. He'll he'll fit the scheme, I think, a little bit better is what I'm saying. Oh, he has, and that's why they've been winning because he's been giving the ball to Breida, giving it to Shaquan. And Shaquan, you can see that he's healthy, he's running hard, and when he gets a good steam on him and he gets a get a – all he needs is a little lane, he'll run you over. And that's, right. and that's what running backs are supposed to do, his size and with that speed. And I think that has contributed to helping up opening. Y'all, they kept saying y'all didn't have no wide receivers, but now you do because you have a running game. You have a running and game. Squad that, on the dash if needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like, I like that Giants team. They, they play really hard. They give a good effort. And Brian Dable is getting a good effort from them week in and week out right now. And it, it, it's starting to play off. And I think they're going to give the, the Ravens a, a good tussle tomorrow. But I did on my Winner's Edge page on RealDealSportsShow.com, I did pick the Ravens uh, to cover the four-point spread or three-and-a-half-point spread that will probably be by kickoff tomorrow. I think uh, the Ravens are embarrassed that their defense is so bad. And they, this guy, McDonald, when we were down there in Baltimore, oh, man, the Baltimore Sun and the newspaper, they, man, they berate that guy. They, they said this guy's a clown, man. <laughs> he said they, but, but, but look at the, the, the defense corner is with the Giants. Eric. Uh, Winkle, Winkle. We could meet Wink Martindale. He's, okay. with the, he's the Giants defensive coordinator now. Speaking of a clown, because Eric and Redman, you gave me a great intro. How clownish is Daniel Snyder? <laughs> oh, man. That's Run away. That's a whole show, man. Just walk away. Daniel Snyder said, you going to come for me? I'm taking everybody I'm with me. No, no. He, he, did, he, did, he, did, he did the Godfather. You're going to come for me? I'm going to come for everybody he in your it. family, he, and, he, including you, Roger Goodell. <laughs> He said he employed he, he deployed his troops of investigators to investigate the NFL. He said he got including, receipts, including Jerry Jones. Now I'm saying to you, George, when you and I talked earlier. I said, 
How much more does he have on the NFL, Georgie? Help me. Well, we said that from the start that we heard rumors that that was the reason why they couldn't get rid of him uh, because of him uh, having dirt on the other owners. And that now we're hearing from that Washington Post article from earlier this week that they uh, he, he put he put out private investigators to follow some of these owners and see what they're up to. So uh, it, it sounds like this guy is just below the belt, real a real nasty bad guy. Uh, never should have been owner of the team, uh, but they they got to get rid of him and. Uh, Hopefully, get some uh, minority ownership out over there in Washington, and Virginia. That's a big, that's a huge market. The guy gonna make money anyway by selling the team, so they gotta find a way to get Daniel Snyder out of there. He uh, has George, to go. Who owned the team prior to Snyder? Do you know? Yeah, Jack Kent Cook. Jack, Jack Kent Cook. Yeah, okay. Jack Kent Cook. He also owned the Lakers too. Yeah, I'm gonna say oh, George, okay. he owned the Lakers exactly before so he sold the, the Jerry Buss. He owned okay. the Lakers. Yep. Right, right. He sold it to Jerry Buss, yeah. and he owned the L.A. Kings, too. Uh, the Jack Kent Cook, he's a Canadian guy, a guy from Canada. Uh, oh, yeah. Came down and made a lot of money, uh, race tracks, the whole nine. Yeah, I used to like Jack Kent Cook. He was a, he was, he was a character. In other words, real nice owner. In other words, Jack Kent Cook was the sports version of Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, kind uh, of. Uh, yeah, see, you didn't get. You got that. Uh, buy and possess everything. Exactly, because Rupert, <laughs> Rupert, man, I'm watching this thing right now. See, and then Rupert, Rupert, does Rupert own Fox too? Yeah, Rupert, Rupert, Rupert is a monster. He ain't no joke. Rupert Murdoch ain't no joke. So he own what CNN too. Got a little yeah, he owns so, so you got Fox, CNN, Rupert Murdoch probably owns every darn thing that ain't nailed down and broadcasting. Well, that's when the, that's Rupert Murdoch came in at Fox, and that's when they bought up all the UHF stations and they yep. turned the UFA stations into regular Fox uh, stations. That's why you have Fox affiliates. stations, yeah, uh, affiliates, because all ninety percent of those affiliates were UHF stations back in the day. If you all you people who over the age of fifty know UHF or remember know, know what uh, UHF uh, uh, TV stations were, the uh, local well, Fox oh, 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 is WUHF, right? Yeah. Hold up a quick second. Yeah. Yeah. Before we leave. Matt Rule, he's done, son. Why'd they get him in the why first place? He, that's what I was going to say. Why did he even get a head coach job in the first place? Well, why sign him to a seven-year contract when you still owe him $40 million, uh for doing nothing? So that's that. You don't We're sign nobody for seven years. Yeah, you got four more years on that contract. So why would you pay this guy? And then, you know, you normally pay three years, three, four years, and guaranteed to get him the, 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 three years to give him enough time to see that, if they can turn it around. Uh, but no, he's uh, he, he just well. I, I really wanted to see him with a real quarterback. He never you brought Cam Newton back, which was not the Cam Newton from yeah, the, the first run there. Did. And you, then you got Sam Darnold. I knew that wasn't going to work. And then you go get this clown from Baker named Baker Mayfield. And if Baker Mayfield couldn't win with a team that had everything, offensive line, right receivers, how you going to win with a team that don't have everything on offense? And, and, and I think no that way. was his demise. I think when he got Baker Mayfield, the owner was like, I don't know, I don't think this guy knows what he's doing. I don't think he knows what he's doing. All right. And the owner's like, I'm going to take my lumps right now. I'm going to give you a 40. But And then they got the guy, Steve Wilkes, who they gave, he gave him a one and done in Arizona back in the day, a black guy, right? Yeah, that was Arizona. And Arizona having trouble with their head coach. They got Because everybody knew this guy never should have been named a head exactly. coach. Exactly. I had a losing record in college. Uh, all he does is lose. Uh, and you know, it's there in Arizona. They win in the early in the season. But now he's losing in the early season. Now. They're catching him out. Uh, Early uh, Clingsbury. Clingsbury should have he, he never been an a NFL head coach. You should have let Wilkes stay there. He's a defensive-minded guy. You grafted the, the quarterback. You got rid of – remember, you, you gave Wilkes Rosen. 
And Rosen, man, he can't even hold a clipboard. I think he's about to be totally out the league, man. As a, and you know, he remember he was in the top ten. I think he was number ten in that draft. He yeah, Sam Arnold number three. We're gonna hit a quick break. Though. Baker Mayfield number one. Baker Mayfield number one. Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, these guys. These I think Rosen was five, wasn't he? Now hold on for a quick second. Like I said, I got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna be talking some Major League Baseball, but also we'll talk George about HBCUs because a lot of Young men are getting opportunities for coming out of HBCUs again. It's like the the rebirth of the slick. Uh, you don't get that. The rebirth of the slick. Because back in the day, that's how the NFL got started. If it wasn't for the AFL, if it wasn't for them brothers from the HBCU, it might not be no AFL. And Lamar Hunt would tell you that. And Hank Stram, if they were alive, would tell you that. Because George is in Kansas City right now. So we'll be right back and listen to what's going on in the experience when we come back. No Major League Baseball. Don't go no place. Fox Sports 1280. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, folks, we are back for our third edition of what's going on, the experience. And this segment is sponsored by the Challenger Community News. George, tell them where to get the Challenger Community News. Western New York's largest weekly African-American newspaper, thechallengernews.com. You can get it online or you can also pick it up at various businesses throughout the community. Uh, throughout the community, uh, keep in mind Genesee Convenience Store right here at Genesee and uh, Melrose, uh, Genesee and Melrose here. Stop down there at Genesee Convenience. Uh, various businesses throughout the community. Uh, stop in, pick up Challenger Community News. Uh, pick up the latest edition. You got you got the uh, Doctor uh, Joyce Guru uh, Degru uh, mm-hmm. interview is in there, as well as uh, advertisement for that event coming up on October 28th and 29th. Uh, Kia Naeem and the Emoja Rochester uh, uh, group is putting that on. So it's talking about help stop the violence, help get inside our heads, talking about our behavior, the whole nine yards. It's, she, she's an outstanding doctor. So come on out on the 28th and 29th. Read that article in this week's Challenger Community News. And also check out my article as well, talking about the bills, uh, the Buffalo Bills as well. Okay, speaking about talking about stuff, how do you win 100 games? in Major League Baseball, but then stink up the joint. They're tired. Okay, so we know the Mets stunk up the joint. I'm like, okay, to the point where Jake DeGrand said, I don't even know if I want to come back, George. He's like, I don't even know if I want to, you know. It's like I pitch six, seven innings of no-hit baseball or three-hit baseball and can't get one or two runs, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the Yankees are on the verge. They won 99 games. The Dodgers are on the verge. Atlanta is on the verge. I mean, like, yo – I watched Philly the other night. Shoot your eye out in the regular season. Well, George, Philly the other night put up nine runs. Your boy Bryce, Bryce, baby, is finally starting to come into his own. I don't know where he's been all these seasons, but Mm -hmm. Bryce Harper, George, looked like a new man. Yeah, he's been, well, he's been playing well all along. He just had some few injuries, but now he's really, you get to notice him in the playoffs or late mm. in the season. And keep in mind about Philly. Philly's the, the weirdest team I've ever seen, uh, in recent baseball history. They use, they get, either they get shut out, score one run, or when they, or, or when they do score runs, they score 10, 12 runs at a time. They, they, they score, they, they can't, they were down two nothing going into the ninth inning against St. Louis. 
and I thought they were going to lose that game. They ended up scoring 10 runs in that inning they went, and then won the game 10 to 2. Now they win a 9 to 1. They, 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 they score in bunches. The, the Phillies just, they either score in bunches or they don't they score, don't score at, all. at all. Okay. So, do you, so you think that can they get that series? Yeah. Can they win oh, yeah. The they can pull, hey, if they can pull off one more, they up 2 to 1. They got two more chances to defeat the uh, defending champions, Atlanta Braves, who I'm surprised. That uh, that they they that, that the uh, Phillies were able to score nine runs on them uh, the other night. I was really surprised at that. That actually took me by surprise. The dude only went two and a half innings. That was a surprise to me. I forget the pitcher's name, but he only went two mm-hmm. and a half, and they was on them. They was on it like the Green Hornet boys. Yeah, Strider. Strider's been good all yes, season. Good been, yes. Yeah, yeah Strider. He had a tough night because he's been he's been lights out the whole the whole uh, season. Uh, but he had a bad night the other night. Uh, you talk about your Mets. Your Mets was your Mets won a hundred games because they beat up on the bums of the of the league, oh, the, 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 the weaker teams. They beat all the teams under five hundred. They won three, four, five. They won, swept them. They swept a lot of those series. So that's how you oh, win a hundred. Because when they played the good teams, they didn't win those series. Like I was telling you all season, every time Houston they play a good team, they don't win that series. They lose the series. Uh, Houston swept them. Uh, the, the Atlanta Braves swept Atlanta Braves swept them the last second last week of the season, and that's when they started camping and said, "All right, let's get out of here. We ain't going nowhere." And they and they, and they went right into the playoffs and got got, got swept right there. Yeah, yeah, they folded up there. You could tell their body language. They yeah, wasn't playing after that. After they lost those three games to Atlanta, they were done, man. They could oh, even. But, but it's so funny. Even even the thick dude that looked like me, who's the DH, eating hot dogs, eating hot dogs. In the oh, Vogel back. He, he was upset. Even a thick guy. I'm like, yo, can somebody get him a uniform that fits? I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> just get him a uni that fits. Uh, I wear double X. You know, I don't wear the one X. I got to get one that fits. George, give me some room. George, yeah, but, 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 what, 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 what's happening with <laughs> the Dodgers? What's oh, happening with the Dodgers, oh, George? George, San Diego and the Dodgers. What well, is happening with the Dodgers? They look unbeatable during the regular season. Now it's like. Did they leave it all in the regular season? I think they th- those guys are tired. They played very hard during the regular season to win those over 100 games. 111 games. It was 111 just- games. What's, what you see happening is those trades that the San Diego Padres made uh, during the, at the trade deadline, especially that uh, that header. That kid, I can't believe the Milwaukee Brewers traded their closer, gave them up. Because yeah. as uh, soon as he left Milwaukee, they went down the tubes. They, they went, went downhill. Down uh, they got good relieving. You uh, Darvish has always been a good pitcher. He's been showing up. I like him. I like uh, they, they got Musgrove from the San Francisco Giants. He's been there a couple of years, and he's Musgrove is pitching very well. They they paying. They got a high payroll. They, and then they got Juan Soto. They picked him up this season. They've been picking up the high end ball players the last three years, and now it's starting to come together. The pitching coming together, and they're getting enough hitting. And I'm, I'm surprised that they that they shut down the uh, Dodgers last night, and even the game before the one in Dodger Stadium that they won. They was, was uh, thanking them. Listen, listen. Oh, I'm happy I ain't there yet. But listen, think- George, <laughs> listen. And another one I'll bring up. Okay, now they're booing Aaron Judge. Who's who's booing Aaron Judge? Everybody. Yankee fans, because they <laughs> lost the other night to the Cleveland Guardians. They could have got another name for that Cleveland squad. But anyway, the, the Guardians is in the building, and they don't sleep on it. And the Yankees have the preponderance of going to sleep. And, I, and the, I'm telling you, the Bronx is no joke. You know I grew up there, right? And they don't right. care if you hit 100 home runs in regular season. 
It's the playoffs, right? Okay, it's about titles. And it's about it's about if, if you know how Yankees are, Georgie. You it's cover about titles. Them, it's about right. titles. It's about titles. They need to get you know the Yankees. They don't want no pennant. They don't want no, no home field. They no, want titles. No, and, and right. Aaron Judge striking out the other day. They were booing him, Georgie. He had a couple of Has he had a hit? He hasn't had a hit since the, since the end of the regular season. I don't. I, 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 keep in mind. But keep in mind, you have a week off, and with a week off, your timing, you got to get in that batting cage. And baseball is a timing game. And he yes. looks totally out of sync. That week off, because they were the top seed, so they had the first week off. They didn't have to play anybody. So now you throw off-speed stuff and throw garbage, throw what we call junk. Him and Gino, yes. Gio Stanton. Stanton is, is horrible, too, man. He's a guy he's that – He's horrible. he's horrible, man. He made he made his money in his early years hitting home runs for the Miami Marlins, but he, he's he's not that good of a guy. That, I mean, he can't, it's hard for him to play the outfield too. But but I think Judge is tired. I think he was mentally drained from getting that home run. Yeah. And, and I just you can see it on his face that he's just mentally drained. He needs this. He can't. You know, when the season's over, he just needs to go on vacation and take and just just chill, man. Just shut it down for a week or two. Just get you just cool out and recharge because it looked like. The mental strain is now taking over on him, yeah. and now he's pressing because he looked really bad. That guy from Cleveland made him look bad. Who the Beaver? Beaver the other night, like this, like you said, George. He was just throwing garbage, and he was swinging at. I'm like, come on, now, now, George, isn't he um up for contract after this season too? Is he gonna? You think he's gonna yeah. stick around in New York? You know what? Who did they said somebody out west? I think the the Padres or the Giants. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. The San Francisco Giants. Giants the Astros made a, a pitch too. I think. Yeah, but he's from yeah. the Giants. I mean, but he's, Giants, from, yeah, he's, he's from, from Oakland. No, he's from North California. North Cali, yeah. 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 He could he could go to San Francisco. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh he may want out of New York. You never know. Because remember, he decided to better he didn't take he he turned down their big they gave him a nice offer before the season started. He turned it down. So maybe maybe he has a little mind that, hey man, I'm really want to get out of here. I really he may because a lot of guys don't really like New York. They don't like playing there. He, he's a guy that doesn't say much, nice guy. He says the right things. Uh but they they're gonna put that big money out there for him. I, I'll be I'll be surprised. I won't be surprised if he leaves. But I'm thinking he's oh, gonna yeah. stay. But I'm with you. I would not be surprised if he left. But at the beginning of the baseball season, this is why I love chopping up with you because you love baseball. You said to me, Nate, Houston Astros are gonna win the World Series. I said, George, get George. How do you know? He says, Nate, for some reason. You're right, George. Dusty Baker. They don't give him his props, George. You no, said it don't. all, George. You always. Give him his respect. You said, Nate, one of the best managers ever in baseball has been Dusty Baker. Because he'll come in to a squad, look at it, accuse him of cheating. Get out of here. We don't want to deal with you. Dusty said, don't worry about a player. Everybody cheating baseball. Y'all just got caught. Let's just, I'm just being <laughs> yeah, honest. Exactly. That's Everybody what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. You just that's got caught. Everybody cheating baseball. I hate to say it. They've been stealing signs at the Negro Leagues and, and Babe Ruth. They've been stealing. Think that's what they do in baseball. This but, they but Nate, the biggest thing I noticed from at the end of last season, going into this season, is that their scouting department found these guys. The Cuban guy, Jordan. Uh, yes, Jordan was just starting to come on. I said, "Oh, this yes. guy," because he was doing like Aaron Judge. He was striking out a lot last season. But just when they toward the end of last season, he started making contact, and you could tell he started getting confidence in his hitting. And now it done carried over. He went and played in the winter league, winter ball, and now he's mm-hmm. he's that guy is almost unbeatable. That guy can hit the ball. Now you see how did he hit that ball. The, did you see the walk off? Yeah, yeah. This, George, this, look like he hit see? it out into the street. Wait, wait, Eric. He hit the ball, looked at it, 
looked next looked at the dugout and like I told you can't speak a lick of English. I'm sorry, because no. you know how I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Comprende? Cannot speak a lick of English. Come around the bases. Soon as they do is go get the interpreter. Because yep. cut my right, George. Yeah. Bring the interpreter out. He's so happy speaking Spanish. So I said to myself, "Damn, I gotta learn Spanish." Because I don't know what he's saying. I don't want an interpreter. I want to know what the man is saying because he was so excited. Am I right, George? And, and and also, to show you a class organization that the Houston Astros are, they brought his family over from Cuba. They helped get his family over here, and his family yep. is seeing him to, uh, to play baseball for the first time live in America. And that great, and they all living with him. They all staying with him at his place. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he got money. a nice size place there. Too. He got and, paper. He got paper now. And, and then what they also did was brought in Valdez. They got a lot of young Dominican and Cuban pitchers. You notice those pitchers that no, those, those guys all come in and they throw that, they throw heat. They had that little toothpick guy, he looked like a tooth, he's so skinny, man. But he throw that ball. So you see how he was throwing it in, 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 in game two? I see him all in got, potatoes coming up. No, but George, I gotta give you your props. You said at the beginning of the season, you said, Nate, the Houston Astros. You said, you said, listen, these guys got a farm system. They keep, you know, cultivating these folks, and they're not mm-hmm. afraid to bring them in. And plus, you said this also, Dusty Baker is a manager people want to play for. They do. They want to play for him. And you notice they brought a kid in, Pena. Pena started coming. He's another kid that started. He wasn't hitting either, but his glove did the talking last season. Now he's hitting the ball, and Pena replaced Carlos Correa. And I was like, why won't they pay Carlos Correa? Now I see why they didn't want to pay, because I thought, sure, they were going to pay Carlos Correa. But they let, he won 100, he got $110 million from Minnesota. The owner had already said during the season, he said, we ain't paying you, man. You, this is your last season. He had, the owner even had to step in. So I'm like, oh, man, Carlos Correa, the owner saying we're not. Now I see why they didn't keep him, because Pena's doing well. They got you got a bunch of young kids that are just playing some very good uh, baseball. The kid that always had the separated shoulder with the Cleveland Indians uh, or the excuse me, Cleveland Guardians. He's Guardians. over there, Michael. Michael, I can't think of Michael's last name. Uh, he's he's in the outfield. He's doing well. He's hitting the ball again. But they got good pitching. They got good pitching. They got well, rid of some of their starters and brought in these young boys. That Valma Valdez and this other kid. They 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 they, they, they well, at times. You just said something, and this goes back to the Mets where we started this come back full circle. We can take a quick break. But the Mets better they got some young cats because I seen them going to the Red Wings game. Because yeah. I was going, you know, I was I went to about five uh, when the when the, when, some the when the Mets was you know Mets farm team was playing. I'm like, they got some young cats. This pitcher they got, I mean, this catcher is outstanding. But they had two catches that couldn't rub two nickels together. Nino and whatever guy name is. I'm like, these guys are the worst, but they gotta play the young guys. You if got you, to. If you play these young cats, you said it, George. A season or two, watch what you get. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk some NBA, and we're going to Coonsville. Uh oh, before or after the Brooklyn Circus Nets? We, no, we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk NBA, and then we're taking the train to Coonsville, starring Hershey Walker, Kanye West, and Who, Canada. Who's Jones. the mayor? Oh, Herschel. Oh, Mayor Herschel? Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. And we are back for our last segment of What's Going On, The Experience. And um, I just want to say thanks for having, hanging with us today. And um, as we get into this final segment, we're going to talk a little about the NBA. Okay. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Can you, oh, how you doing, Justice? Oh, Alrighty then. Took a little break, a little silence of the lambs. 
but Frank could do his dizzle and chop that up. But we're talking about the NBA, Eric. Uh, where you want to you want to start with the Brooklyn Circus? Well, no, well, okay, we can start. <laughs> hey, start with this. Let's start with this false narrative. New York Knicks. They're like three or three or four and zero. Oh. Uh, Three and pre- one. It's preseason, and but the thing about the Knicks now is they're not the most dysfunctional team in their city. Who is the Circus Nets? Why would the Circus Nets be the most dysfunctional team? Uh, you know who their point guard is, right? Yeah, Kyrie. The okay, earth is and, flat. Uh, and then you got Ben. I'm not sure if I want to shoot today or not. Well, we got oh, and finish the Ben Simmons. He found the hook shot. It looks like that. It's preseason. It's a hook shot. I was gonna, say. but he found the shot though. He found the oak shot. I mean, I mean, it looks ugly, George. It's, I call it the oak yeah, shot. It looks about as ugly as Zach Randolph driving okay, to the so basket. He comes, he comes across <laughs> the side, kind of like throws it up. Because Steve Kerr is like, dude, you got to shoot something. So yeah, you like, got to do something. Yeah. He got a man up. And it went in, though. Hey, if you go to a basketball court and do whatever it is he does 100 times, you're going to make one. Okay, so. But but then, but why why did it take this man so long to find, I mean, you practice every day, like you just said, Eric. Hey, even during the offseason, these guys they play during the offseason, everything you're making that kind of money. Why would you take pride in yourself to find something, even if it's a 10 foot jumper, a hook, or whatever it is? Find something that you can make. It, it just shows you his mentality, man. I don't like that guy's I don't like that kid's mentality. But, but I don't think, remember, let's go back to LSU, George. I think some people are just tall and people talk to him into playing basketball. But they really don't want to. He play can handle the ball. But I'm just saying, I think when some of us are tall, mm-hmm. and they have a perception, oh, if you're thick, oh, you should play football. You should do that. We get it in our mind, maybe we should do it, and then we do it, and we find our hearts not really into it. Because there's no way anywhere you could be from you, you LSU, from your freshman year. You don't play one year. You've been in the league. You never develop a this free throw. You know, you never develop a free throw. You never develop, like you said, George, a shot. A layup, nothing. A, a layup, anything, because – and then you just worked on the skill sets you have, which is passing and dribbling. Okay, that's cool. He's the corner. Which is 6'9", or maybe with 7 foot. Possibly 6'10"-ish. So, so what I'm saying to you that you, you can play D, because I saw him no, um, guard somebody the other day. I mean, he can guard, he can guard big people. I mean, he can really do that. What right. I'm saying, he doesn't really – basketball is not his life. No. Like, that's why Kyrie Irving is interesting to me is – as much as I give him the business, and I do, he's talented as hell. But basketball is not his only go-to. Kyrie, can, if, if basketball left Kyrie Irving today or tomorrow, I believe he'll be okay with it. Oh, you say you definitely. And when you know it's when these guys have minor injury because it hurts running up and down that court. Your knees ache, your uh-huh. joints ache after playing 10, 20, You playing eighty games a year. That's why a lot of these guys. You see certain guys always sit out games because they just. The, the, right. they, the, the mentally they can't take the the body can't their body can't take it and mentally they saying why am I taking this you're taking it for the million dollars that you're getting paid man that's what you're getting think about the money and think about all the parties you go to all the fancy yeah. stuff you got the nice Ferrari you have in the driveway the nice house the nice house your mom has that you bought her and all of that man think about that man these guys need that uh, you know some of these younger guys need that Kyrie came from a well-to-do family he just right. He just one of those guys that just, hey man, basketball is okay. It's just not his life. It, it, it's not my be all to end all. No, okay, no. It, it, and that's what I noticed about him. That's why I give him the best. But in terms of just his mentality, that's not the only thing that you could define him by, which I like about him in that in that respect. Because it can't be your be all to end all. And speaking of be all to end all, as as we talk about this, we finally saw the video of the punch. 
Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, because prior to the eight balls, like, well, you know, I mean, even people like Stephen A and M, they wasn't really giving Draymond the business. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all of us have played on teams. You know, I play sports, you play sports. You don't always like your people team. You, play with. you really don't. I mean, you really don't. Some mm-hmm. dudes, if you wasn't playing with them, you wouldn't even talk to them. Right. Am I right? right. You, you and, 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 and that goes for all sports, hockey, any, any uh, sport. I don't care what sport it is. If there's some dude on your team, and I think that's the reason Kevin Durant bounced from Golden State. You, you let's, 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 no, 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 no. He said, I'm not going to be in a spot where this dude talks to me like this. See, see, some dudes are like straight up dudes, like Swagoo said. I don't care what it is. I don't care how much money I'm making. You ain't talking to me like that. Right. You just because I'm a man like you, you ain't barking in my face, you ain't doing none of that. And I think for Durant around Draymond, you could punk these other dudes. You could punk Steph, you could punk Clay, hell, you could punk Steve. What's the dude named Kerr? I don't care. But you want because I'm from DC. You from the D. Is the D in both of our cities? I'm gonna tell you how brothers get down. And that's why Kevin Durant said, I'm not, I'm not gonna be around that. I'm good. I go someplace else. Now we're looking at Kevin Durant just spoiling dude, but Draymond is a bully. I'm sorry, because his game is like that. Oh, but you think about it. Think about it. Do you do you think? But but the only other thing, Nate, think about Maurice Lucas back in the day, uh, uh, Charles Oakley. Do you think some of these young kids today, and we see how these kids, young people act out here today. Do you think these young kids today would challenge a Charles Oakley or a Maurice? Oh Lucas? no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the kids. I think they would because they just their That's mentality is so off the hook that they would they think they can say anything because they come to school and say anything to the teachers, to the authority figures in the schoolhouse. Why wouldn't would these kids say something to 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 to, to a guy on their team? This is what I'm saying to you about Draymond. You you, you prove my point. Yeah. The culture is yo, I'ma speak to you in any kind of manner. When we grew up, like you said, right. when you said it, like Maurice Lucas, Charles Barkley, when Charles Barkley spit on that fan, they gave yeah. Charles Barkley the business. I'm talking yeah. about T- Dr. J said, yo, get rid of this well, dude. Well, think about when um, when Lambeer and uh, Mahorn met when uh, Mahorn was traded to the Sixers. Lambeer looked at Mahorn like, you're the enemy now. I'm about to. No, 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 no. What I'm saying to you, that like what George just said, there's certain decorum. It's like a decorum thing. Right. It's a respect thing about. Man, you play basketball, you play sports, you don't get along from time to time, but you don't ever walk up to somebody and you got to stand your swivel. You really do, because my brother told me this. He said, you know where you're from. Dude, walk up on you. Once he pushed him, George, he's supposed to be on the swivel. Because if you're in your swivel, Draymond cold cocked him. And when yeah, you he, saw him, And he pushed, he pushed Draymond. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> pushed Draymond. Knowing my man is off his rocker a little bit. That's why Kevin Durant said, Probably get me out of here because if it's gonna go to this, yeah, yeah. You see, Kevin Durant knew in his mind it's gonna go to this. Well, he talked to him on TV like he wanted to fight him during the game in the huddle. Man, you saw how he talked to him in the huddle. He talked to him. He talked to him in the huddle, and Kevin Durant said, "Oh, God, wow, this guy about to. Well, he want to fight about whatever happened on that court. It was a disagreement, obviously. But this you, you, you know that. But remember, yeah, he, after he, that, he yeah, but remember when the two of them actually talked and they had it recorded, they, they said, like, when you play at that level and all that intensity, the emotions show up. 
That's yeah, but different. but but they the media also have been saying that this Jordan Poole talks like that to everybody. Uh, uh, other teams, a lot of uh, the guy in Dillard said the, the right. worst uh, trash talker is that dude, uh, Jordan Poole, a, a rope, a guy off the bench. I said so he must really say some real foul stuff to because homeboy just stepped to him, said, "Oh wait a minute, man." He threw his hands up. Wait, wait a minute, man. He went right over and got right in his face, like, "Look, man, you ain't gonna be done." And then uh, and then he pushed. Draymond, which I thought was wild. That's not a smart thing to do, man. He pushed him. He just iced him, man. Iced his jaw. And you didn't get on your swivel. In other words, if you're going to push somebody, you got to go get back. Because you're not a person coming at you. And like right, I said, right. Draymond is old school. You push him. First thing you do is cold cock you. Yeah. But back in the day when I, when I was young, and I throw down, my, my tell was taking off my glasses. That was my tell. If I took off my glasses, I was gonna fight. Right. No, that was just my tell. You know, I had my glass. Oh, oh, oh. I took my glass off my glasses. <laughs> that, that was my tell. So right, Draymond, right. you knew once you pushed him, you were gonna get cold cocked. But the, and the young man, when he pushed him, like you said, that's the etiquette to say, "Oh, we get ready to fight." And and after he pushed him, he should have got back in a boxer position and put his guard, put his dukes up. And stood back and maybe jump around a little bit, and the other players that come might want to get in there and get between them and, and separate y'all before some blows even been thrown. But he stood up there. He looked like he was still talking crap to him, man. When he he just he he put him to sleep, man. Bam, put him right to sleep. You see how he drags legs? Got like got spaghetti, man. He just I was like, yeah, knocked the dude out, man. You look like Tua. You look like Tua. Oh, they stood him back up. George, you look like Tua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond was holding him up. <laughs> Last week I called it the drunk monkey. You know, you remember Jackie Chan, the drunk monkey? He was like, oh no. He was doing the wobble wobble. Listen, we got a couple minutes, man. But honestly, man, how the hell is the bag on Georgia Senate race is a tie between Hershey Walker and, and Raphael Warner? George, how old is a tie? That's just mean spirited. They must gonna block people from voting, I guess, man. Because if you vote for that idiot, man, there's something wrong. I don't I care who he is, black, white, Asian, whatever. You vote for, for an idiot like that. It's something wrong. Something wrong. But did you hear his interview, Joe? Yeah, I saw that. Well, they had a debate on uh, a couple nights ago, uh, back on Friday night. Oh, Warnock, Warnock, ate him, Warnock ate him up. Ate him up. He pulled out a fake badge. He pulled out a fake. Law enforcement badge. So, and what okay. do you what do you do with it? What do you say? I'm like, what? Is, and the, the moderator says to him, "Where do you get it from, Captain Crunch?" The moderator says, "No props, Mister Walker. <laughs> no props. You got to put that away." He's still trying to explain the badge. No, no, no props, Mister. And I'm saying to myself, you know how we are, black folks. We are we are so critical of ourselves. Right. You know we are. You know we like. Oh damn it! He just he just took the race back fifty years, man. I'm going. I'm going, dude. How can anybody want to endorse you for anything, dog catcher? What I'm saying, you you mean to tell me that there's no intellectual black people in the Republican Party? I can't believe that there's not any intellectual black folks. To well, look, look who got him to run. Another guy that's nuts, man. 45. 45, the one who got him to run and got him up there. Because he's an idiot, too. He don't know. He knows just as much as uh, Herschel Walker know. He's just as stupid. And I want to let Herschel Walker tie my shoes. Hey, man, which is nothing. Hey, sir. Like I C- said. CTE. We see a CTE right in front oh, of our of course. Face. No, no, but he, that says, 
he said that he don't remember holding a gun to his wife's head because he had amnesia, whatever the case may be. You're looking at CTE. So anybody out there, remember, early voting starts like soon, like Martin, real soon. The 29th. Okay, so George knows this. Y'all got to vote. I'm, I'm serious. Listen, man. I used to say to people, oh, I don't care you vote for it. Yes, I do. <laughs> I used to try to be like real. Not, no, no, I care. Because if you vote for some loony-ass people, that affects everybody. Right. You cannot vote for election deniers, people. Mm-hmm. Do not vote for that Lee Zeldin guy. I'm sorry. Anybody else oh, to take the rights away from a woman. He don't vote whack. for that. Anybody- he done brought the violence to in front of his house. He's been talking violence all summer. Now the violence yeah, in front of his crib. It's right in front of his crib now. Come I'm on, man. I'm saying to you people. <laughs> man, come on. At the sound of my voice, because we broadcast, George, you know we in Chicago. We're everywhere. We're right. we saying why fair. I'm telling the sound of my voice. Both for people that got your best interest at heart. Women. I'm telling you that, women. Yeah. I'm talking to you Not ladies. You got to show up. Women. Both for the, the person that's going to say, oh, heck no. Yeah. That's why I played at the beginning of the show. They be talking loud. And they be saying nothing. That's right. Pay attention. Right. So it's, it's your, your life before it's, they used to say, if your life depended on it, not really no, does no, for no, women. No, the no. abortion issue, you better get out there and vote, no, women. No, no, be no. out there in full force. No. Wait in I, line. Get your vote in. You Listen, need a ride. Call me. I know you're all mad at the economy. The economy inflation. Listen, this is America. It's capitalism. It's gonna go up and down, up and down like the stock market. So quit it. I don't care who's president. That's how that's how capitalism right. works. They gank you, they take your paper, and if you don't understand how that's why Donald Trump be trying to hold on this little paper. He started Trump Organization Two to hide his damn money from Trump Organization One. Where they were looking. So so <laughs> he's on some real gangster stuff. So please, folks, vote for your best interest at heart. It ain't the economy, it's taking away your rights. Your rights. It ain't defunding the police. Hell, we need the police. I'm, right. me, I'm calling the police. Don't, don't defund them. Make sure they get educated the proper way yes. so they don't take everybody black to jail. That's what you do. Right. And by the way, do a better screening job. Because if a, if a guy show up with a KKK tattoo and some white supremacists on his arm, he can't be the police. What is wrong with y'all? So come on, man. Until next week, this is Nate Brown Jr., 